Oh, happy Monday, kiddos. The president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community and the winningest panelist from 2021 on Around the Horn is in the building. Thank you. Call your mama. Call your girl. Call your boy you used to play high school basketball with that you think you would win sports arguments with when you were back home arguing with your friends. Your man's is here. Ready to talk my trash, Laura. Beto's here. He's wearing a shirt that says Clinton on it out of necessary deference. I appreciate that. I will stop talking in all caps when it stops raining in Los Angeles. I can't even say Los Angeles, right, because I'm so upset by the weather, Beto. <laughs> Uh, this is a dream come true, working with you, Clinton Yates. Uh, not because you're a champ, but because I've been a longtime fan of Thank yours. Thank you, sir. Uh, as I was telling you before the show started, I'm going to sound like I'm kissing up to you in the beginning, <laughs> but it's true. And George Sedano, who I know is listening, you know he's monitoring and everything, right? I text him all the time whenever you're a guest or a fill I don't even know what they call you when you're on their show, whatever you are. Uh, I'm like, more Clinton. <laughs> I will tweet it to the ESPN LA account, and I'm not doing. Look, I've seen this. This and is I only. Appreciate this. I've met you once a few years once ago at a Dodgers game years ago for where, like 30 seconds. Right, we're, we're, we're passing each other in the night. I'm a big fan of your writing. Thank you. Uh, I'm a big fan of you, the person, because as I tell anybody when I go speak to journalism classes, be yourself. You're gonna get fired anyways. Just be yourself. Um, I'm the perfect example of that. <laughs> Just, and you, you do what you do, and you're good at it. And I tweet all the time. More Yates. I know much to the chagrin of the people upstairs at ESPN Radio. Fine. Who I don't even know who's in charge. Doesn't but matter. I'll tweet it because I am a fan and a listener of the station, even though I used to work here. No, I don't. Whatever, all that other stuff. I've worked everywhere. Sure. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a sports fan, and I know what I like, and I like when Clinton Yates is on my radio. Well, I appreciate that, Beto, because one of the things that you provide as somebody who is relatively new to Los Angeles still, I've been here for a year and a half, but- I know when I turn on my television, you're on it, talking about <laughs> local sports, which yeah. matters to me. I check that out all the time. It's something that's very important to me. We'll get to a lot of that later. But we have to discuss the most important matter of the day, which is, of course, around the horn. Now, I'm going to sweat myself here a little bit because for one reason and one reason only, that's actually two reasons. Number one, George Sedano, also around the horn member, panelist, great broadcaster in all regards, nowhere close to the top. I just want you guys to know that this was a banner year for your boy Yeehaw. All right. Not only. Wait, who? Me. Yeehaw? Yeehaw, boy. Yeehaw Yates. That's okay. me. That's, okay. that's enough with that drop, okay? All right. You're not bougie. Way too much with that. My point is this. Winning percentage. Hold on. Let's look it up. My point here is that, Beto, this was a dominant season for your boy. Winning percentage, 38.7. You couldn't find a three-point shooter. Anywhere in Los Angeles shooting that percentage. Lord knows they're not playing for the Lakers. And the Clippers could use somebody at that percentage too. And I got 24 total wins on the season. Big deal for me. So that's really it. How was your uh, – Is there a season on Around the Horn? Not really, but just a year. You know, okay, so – January 1 to Give you guys behind the scenes. I got a text message from you and – uh, producer, and <laughs> Here I'm we go. like, he's exposing, he's sending the, the picture out, yeah. and I'm like, okay, cool, and I just rolled back because I was in the middle of doing something. I'm like, cool, all right, champ, let's go, and now I'm looking at it. So Donald's at the bottom. No, he's not at the bottom, but you know who is at the bottom? Who? Pablo Torre, who will be joining us in a half an hour on this program for one reason, actually two reasons. He's got a wacky Lakers trade he wants to suggest. You oh, all geez. know Pablo from hosting ESPN Daily, the podcast, and he's my friend. So I'm going to give him some mess about being at the bottom of this list, which is the best of the, excuse me, the best of the best. This is the top 10 overall. So I, he doesn't have any that, that much to be upset. So about. now, 
because I'm, I'm not one to privy of how around the horn works. I'll tell you how it works. Uh, you know, because it's based on appearances, right? 20 minimum. 20 minimum. That's why the percentage is such a critical so one. So why didn't you tweet out the picture of you winning? What do you mean me winning? I did tweet out the picture. Oh, did you? Oh, oh, oh you only sent in the picture. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, Well, the, the main account sent it, and oh. as they wrote, in the words of Clinton Yates, yeehaw, because they know. That's how I yeehaw. thought. Yeehaw. Exactly. Yeah, Sedano's down there. Um, You know, uh, Kevin Blackystone, Paul. Mina Kimes, also friend Mina of Kime, the station. Bill Plasky, everybody else. But who gets their picture up on top? 38.7. Bingo, bingo. Mi amigo. This is how it works. What's up? Member, and by member, I mean president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community. <laughs> this came into play when I was in the Bahamas recently. Oh, yeah. I was in the Bahamas for the uh, what's called the Don't Blink Home Run Derby, which is, for those of you who are baseball fans, there's a, there's a home run derby in the Bahamas mm-hmm. every December where the local Bahamian professionals invite all their friends down. So, like, Tristan McKenzie, who Lindsay knows well, he was there. Dominic Smith from the Mets was there. All of this is to say that I was Wait, having- Dom Smith Bahamian? Dom, no, he's not a Bahamian, but they're oh, but friends with there? all these guys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Hunter, so, Hunter Green, yeah. LA guy was down there. Yeah, Thomas Smith is also LA guy. Yeah, Thomas Smith's an LA guy as well, Compton. And so, like, all those guys were there. I was down there. We had a great time. My point is, is that a lot of people watch a lot of ESPN in the Bahamas, oh, as it turns out. So that was a great time. Hey, you go to the Bahamas and you I don't went take Michael Thompson? Well, I talked to Michael, and Mike gave me a lot of suggestions. Did Trace go? No. But he's Bahamian. So what? He's a Bahamian baseball you know, player. Just because you don't, well, Jazz was there. Yeah, oh, for the Mar- Jazz uh, Chisholm was there. He yeah. was the star of the show. So anyway, we'll get to the Bahamas story later. None of that matters because we have more no, important no, things. Home to run bring derby up. on the sand matters, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah. If you haven't been in one of those, you need to go to one of those. The most important thing, though, not the most important thing, but what I want to talk about because it's Monday. We got Monday Night Football coming up in a little bit. But the Ramalama Ding Dongs, Steve Mason's team, <laughs> they played yesterday. They won a football game, Beto, that did not necessarily look easy. Mm-mm. It was not a game that I thought. Uh, how do I say this? It wasn't what I think most people expect out of the Rams, but to me, I was talking about this earlier with Lindsey in the pre-pro meeting, this was one of the most impressive executions they've had all season for me. I really do think so. Under like you know, Playing against a Vikings team that is not terrible, managed to pull out a win when they didn't have their best game. And with Matthew Stafford, looked like Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, that was a game where you're watching this, and I was going back and forth because the Chargers were playing at the same time. Sure. So- the Chargers had more on the line, and they blew that. That, right that there. was a different discussion. That, that's My just, that, that's are a horrible. Terrible, right? are there, are you, you adapted I've, I've adopted the Bulls. beautiful uniforms. I've, I've adopted beautiful uniforms. uniforms, low expectations, no fans that are going to annoy me. I can live in my own world. Yeah, with but the shit. Anyway, so I was going yeah. back and forth with that. And every time I go back to the uh, Ram game, I'm like, oh, Matthew Stafford being Matthew Stafford. I'm like, okay, Aaron Donald, be Aaron Donald. It's you know what you're going to get with Matthew Stafford. You're going to have the games where you're like, yeah, and then you're going to have the games where. Hold your breath a little bit, like yeah. that. So they won. I would say, in spite of him yesterday, you know, it's like frustrating at times. But that's what he is. But then at the same time, you have to go back and say, who wasn't there because of COVID? It's not the normal week. It was a short week because they played on Tuesday. That was the a Seahawks. factor. That was an important Definitely factor. A factor. You're playing in Minnesota. It's always tough to play in that spot with Mike Trudell, you and your Vikings. You know, it, it, you look around and you're like, okay, who's on this team right now? Um, I'm trying to pull it up because we mentioned this yesterday. The guy who returned the punt for the Rams. Uh, what's his oh, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Because it, 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 but my point is, I don't get it for you. You had a guy returning punts who is on his fifth team who was on the practice squad. Off the street, effectively. The, a month ago, he was. He said it, he was in Miami reading a book on the beach. Gets called when they released Deshaun Jackson. 
he gets called up to the practice squad and they sign him. And yet yesterday he returns a punt for a touchdown. And that's what you have to do if you're going to be a team who has Super Bowl aspirations, especially if you want to be a contender. Next man up. Brandon Powell. Brandon Powell. You yeah. step it up. I love hearing the story. He was out of Florida. And you're like, I said this on Channel 2 yesterday with Jim Hill. I'm like, Jim, okay, forget Sony Michelle, forget Simon. Let's talk about this guy because this is the type of season where it's who is this guy? And let's give him some shine. And the Rams have those kind of guys where let's step up right now and show you what we can do. So good for him. Big opportunity. He's thanking his grandma who says he's probably doing backflips. He backflipped into the end zone. I love that kind of story. I mean, I think that the button pressing you're referring to from McVay is important because, and I've said this before on these airwaves, people know this. He was anointed a genius very early. The boy genius. Gets mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl. Everybody acts like the 11 package is completely unstoppable for the rest of the history of the NFL. Cooper Cup turns out to be way more valuable than people realize. A couple <sighs> seasons ago when he only played eight games, they could not pass the ball without him in their scheme. I think that McVay, and even in the course of this season, I don't even go so far as to say in the last month, has figured out that you can't just coach to what you think you want to prove. You've got to actually mm. just win the football game in front of you. And occasionally McVay gets a little too far out into the cute and cute. weird world. You think about the the fake field goal at the end of the half a couple games ago, a couple decisions where you thought to yourself, what are you doing? You've got better football players. Just win the game. And so early in this game, first half, they had three to four near turnovers where balls got tipped, Stafford fumbled a snap. He threw a pick. There was also another near pick. There was a separate fumble that almost happened. They weathered a big storm in that first half, and they didn't go crazy at the end of the half. They just kicked the field goal and got out of there and managed to win that game. Especially considering that Arizona had already lost, and you know what's on the line. I have a lot of friends who are Rams fans, and I texted them, you know, I just love, I don't have a team, right? I don't have a team. I'm sure. born and raised here because football left when I was Come, in junior high. Comes and goes. It, you so never I don't have a team. Report. I started gambling in high school, so that became my thing. <laughs> I was running parlay cards for my AP English teacher. What's up, Miss? Anyways, uh, and, but I don't have a team, so I always mess with my friends who are hardcore fans, and I'll tag, I'll text them. We did this, all the Raider fans. We get off, leave us alone, because in Spanish they call it La Sal, right? Yeah. I'm the I'm the salt. I'm the one that just brings the bad juju. I'm the cooler. So I texted my boy Razo, like, hey, the Rams, we are in first place. <laughs> don't say that after the Cardinals lost. Don't say that. Course, we don't want you. I'm bet. like, these are my guys, you this know. Is funny. Stafford's my guy. And then sure enough, but the Rams had the big opportunity, knowing that they can win their division, and that's huge right now. Chargers had a chance to keep their playoff hopes alive. Mm, the Chargers it. are the Chargers. The Chargers had a bunch <laughs> of guys out with COVID as well. The Chargers are the mm. most – they got the least killer instinct of any so-called good team in the league, and that's been the case for multiple seasons. That's a, a separate discussion. But they're playing the Texans. Anyways, I know. Anyways. I know. I hear you. Yeah. But for me, this was a hugely important win for the Rams. Huge. Because a lot of people talk all the time about what good teams do and what good teams don't do. First of all, good teams beat bad teams, mm-hmm. and they beat them up bad. But good teams also win games when they don't have their best game. We just talked about that. And I'm really – this was impressive to me. I know the Vikings aren't lighting the world on fire, and nobody trusts Kirk Cousins across the street when it comes to getting the ball down the field in a major, in a major moment. But they still won the game. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm a Rams fan, I am very optimistic about it. If you want to give us a call, please do so. How are you feeling, Rams family? Mason, what's going on? Are the Ramalama Ding Dongs back in a place where you feel confident about their Super Bowl chances? Wait, you're taking calls on the show? 
Yeah, we can. Okay. I love to rip callers. Okay. Because I don't know. Sedano doesn't do calls, right? Well, you know, they I, don't do cash. I'm not Sedano. So. Yes, he does. He does. We do, do, do calls. Yes. Oh, we do they? Yes. I'm Just harassing not, you not people. Making often. sure you guys are paying attention back there. Is out here walking in late, by the way. Oh. Talking about the rain messed up my traffic. This is something no. we can discuss. First of all, first of all, I was far away. The rain did mess up the traffic. You were late? No, no. First of all, I show up when I, I show like, up. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't paying me. To, time. I show up no, no. at the anointed oh, oh, no, no. time. I am not Mexican. <laughs> not I, the I, appointed I, time. I am the ultimate show up 15 minutes early, and if mm. you're on time, you're late kind of guy. But mm-hmm. today- Oh, so you're Tom Coughlin? Oh, yeah. That's Take what he Take the does. sunglasses off. Five minutes earlier or else you're getting booted I'm Phil Jackson meeting. with Kobe like, hey, you're late. <laughs> Check your watch. No, I'm, I'm that guy. So, like, you know, no, no. I'm the one at the airport early. on. But today, I looked. I timed it. I'm like, oh, accident on the 10. I was coming from uh, Laverne. I'm like, okay. yeah, rain, accident. Yeah, this ain't happening. But what did I do? As soon as I got it, hey, I let everybody know what's going on. I don't let people hang and say, oh, where are you at? No, I let you know. Okay. Well, here, here. Everything yeah. is well. I mean, everybody's in the building. I haven't seen Lindsay in forever. By the way, like with any real, like we've popped, we've passed each other in the hallways. How are you? How was your holiday season been? Um, very uneventful, but other than that, you know, just hanging out. This is a radio show, Lindsay. Very uneventful doesn't work. You have to I'm tell. Sorry, the people I'm just what telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Laura, how was your weekend? What did you do? That was uneventful. Fun? You know, uneventful. <laughs> great for the show. Um, I worked a lot, so okay. you know, I stayed grinding, and I just had a few drinks and dinner with friends. Nice. Nothing Where'd you go? Crazy. What town? Um, well, I was in Culver City because that's where I work. Right. So stayed there for a little bit, and then we dipped into Chino Hills and West Covina. Chino, Damn, oh, that's, dang, that's a deep dip. Well, I live in West Covina, so it's like not that. Far. <laughs> I went from Culver, Culver City, City to dip in Chino Hills. You just dip. That's, well, that's a long okay, ride. The thing is, I live in West Covina, but I work in Culver City, and obviously here in downtown. And then, like, I kind of just I drive everywhere. Just move around, so, yeah, bounce yeah. around. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. This weather, dagger. Mm-hmm. All right, I oh, didn't, you're I going didn't, LA soft I, on I, me. I like that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Sorry. Do you even have a winter coat anymore? Yeah, I have one because, like I said, my girlfriend lived in New York for the last three months, oh, so okay. I had to have it while I was there. Lovely coat, by the way. If you haven't seen it online, I'll send you a picture. The Handsome Man Community recommends. <laughs> anyway, um, it's too cold. Right? Yes, it's too cold. Am, am I? Am I the only one that's having a problem no. with this? Or is it's, it's cold. cold. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. Okay. It's unseasonably cold for sure. This is Not why cold. we pay the taxes so we can, uh, can complain about being thank cold you. when it's sixty. Thank you. There's no need That's for this. That's fair. Like I all will, the people are like, oh, move the Texas. There's no Texas. It's cool. It's cold. I will say it is like way warmer back east. Like my family that lives yes. in Chicago mm-hmm. and Cleveland. It's like 70 degrees yeah. on the yep. east coast. Golfing and wearing shorts and stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. This is not right. This is not so okay. So annoying. Cold rain too. Yeah, I mean, rain, we got precip. I'm watching the weather. Like that's something to do. And normally I just watch the weather to laugh at the hair, guys' hairdos. Those local guys. Good they, hair. They got some great hair. hair. Man. There's hair. a lot of guys that have excellent hair. I put them up, up against anybody. It's got to get warmer though. It will. It'll be 80 next week, probably. It'll be 80 next week? I don't know. That'll be great. Usually. I can go back to the beach. He's checking, you know, mentally thinking that because we want it to Are you to trying be. to manifest that? Please uh, do. Just make it happen. It's going to be nice, man. We're in L.A. It's going to be nice. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from the NFL weekend from the L.A. teams? That includes the Raiders. <laughs> uh, you know what it is? It's... It, it has nothing to do with the teams. It has everything to do with fantasy in my group chat and everything. So I got okay. eliminated a long time ago. But my friend Marco and Chaton, they're going back and forth, and everybody is just rooting against each other, and they're trying <laughs> to block each other. So my favorite was just the trash talk amongst our fantasy team. 
because I don't even know. Playoff weekend. Playoff weekend. And I'm not, I have no clue. I have no, nothing going on. My kid runs my team. He messes it up all the time. I'm just in there to, because we do a big hibachi dinner for uh, our fantasy football hibachi. draft. Hibachi? Oh, yeah. My boy Where? Ricky. Oh, my boy Ricky gets the hibachi. We get it out there. We get loaded. We have a great time. Wait, by, wait, wait. Do you mean like you're going to be a draft? No, no, or no. Do you mean like. We bring a, a dude. You bring you bring a guy. Yeah. Oh, the oh, oh, money bag. No, over no, 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 no. It's in our feet. The thing that's going on that. You know, the it's guy, in the fee, okay. Yeah, so the guys who work like at Benihana yeah, or at Tokyo they do Waco, side gigs. they do side gigs. So we bring the Mexican dudes over, and they come and cook, and they hook it up, and we get the hibachi. Are they, are they flipping the shrimp into your oh, mouth yeah. and stuff? You, want, you want the little choo-choo-choo? We got all that <laughs> stuff, bro. We take care of you. Hibachi to you, that's my guy. Met him through the barber. Anyway, right. so they come to Ricky's house in Hermosa. We have a great time at hibachi. By the eighth round... I mean, we got tequila. We got oh, yeah, you're, you're loaded. We're nobody, drafting three Nobody kickers, knows how to pick at that point. Except yet. for the guy who's in the playoffs right now, and everybody's ah. anti him. So everybody's going against him. So that's what my fantasy weekend – I mean, that's what football was for me. But on the real side, it was just making sure that the Rams win. Yeah. Because I want to see – once again, I have no – I don't care about whatever team wins, but I'm a big fan of L.A., born and raised. Sure. I would love to see the Rams in the Super Bowl at SoFi. One, because I'll be working it, and it's even better story angles. And two, there's nothing like L.A. when the team is in a championship run. You've seen it with the Dodgers. You've seen it with the Lakers. It's true. The city's alive. It just would be fun to see that. And like I, I watching it, I'm like, oh, there's. I, I just had a feeling that Matthew Stafford was going to do something wrong. I'm like, uh, but then they figured it out. So I'm just happy to see L.A. teams win. I'm that guy. He's better Duran. I'm Clinton Yates. You mentioned the Lakers. We're going to talk about them coming up next. We're going to we're going to talk about them coming up next because the Lakers, by the way, things are not great. Okay, LeBron is out here talking Did about you go to the Christmas game? third. I didn't go to the Christmas game. I was not. I was at home. Could you have I gone? watched it? I would not I, listen. I was sitting in this room with Momo, a couple weeks it was two weeks ago and she said i wouldn't watch the lakers unless i had to hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and Cap here on ESPN 710. Clinton Yates, Beto Duran filling in here on a Monday. Remember, if you want to give us a phone call, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Talking a little Rams, and we're going to switch gears right now to a little Lakers. You hear that cut right there? Yeah, that I jam? Do. Yeah, it's tell my, the people. What I it saw is. you moving your shoulders. Oh come on, the melody gets moving, bro. Oh yeah, I told you I've been in the islands, man. Yeah, all this right, will get you right here. Get it moving. This is when you put your drink up in the air, the like. Hips, oh, <laughs> no, this is when yeah. I put my drink down and put my hands on something. Oh, you did. That's, That's what like, I'm talking about. Right, this cut right here. This is what the Lakers need to do. They need to get some of this rhythm, <laughs> some of this flow. But no, this is what, what the Lakers do. They hear that and then they turn the music off. The Lakers do not look good right now. The Lakers are man. two games below 500. The Lakers are in the seventh seed right now, and I'm going to read a headline from the Ringer. Headline, Russell Westbrook needs to do more in a lesser role. This story by Kevin O'Connor goes on to intonate that there is a very specific player whom the Lakers could trade for, and that player is John Wall. And they, he discusses 
trading Westbrook for Wall, reminder, Westbrook was already traded for Wall once in an NBA season, so that would be awkward, and that's sort of a separate point. But I do want to get your thoughts, Beto, on just where are the Lakers from an expectation fan, expectation management standpoint right now? Because if I look at that team, not only are they old, but they don't seem to be able to be consistent, a byproduct of being old, because they can't get on the court all at the same time. And number two, they're just not that good on the top side. So for Christmas, yeah. it was the first time I heard people say, eh, maybe I'm going to hang out with my family. You know, wow. Like, first time in a long time, hey, are you working this game? It's always the people like, hey, are you at the game? You at the game? Right. Always work Laker Christmas And games. people are interested in that. Yeah. So I was there, and I left early. I mean, I wasn't working. I okay. was just there. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to stick around for this. Wow. It's um, because for a lot of years, I, I was a Laker beat guy here for the stations where I was at every practice, every game, sure. a bunch of other stuff, travel around with them for a little bit. And now, watching it as a basketball fan, you don't watch Laker games because no. it's ugly to watch. There's no rhyme or reason. My, okay, we let's just get this all the way. Right now, COVID ruining everything, the team, the flow. Has that, not helped. But that's for every single team sure. in the league. That's everybody. You know, Toronto had, what, eight players the other day, whatever it was. Right. So let's just get that out of the way. That being said, when you're on the court, you got to figure some things out. And yes, LeBron is putting up his numbers. Yes, LeBron is going to do that. Yes, that's what LeBron is supposed to do. But everybody else, Clinton, I, I was talking with Laura the last time I was in here mm-hmm. uh, with Cap. Like, I love watching Laker Twitter from afar. I don't interact with them because I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm not going to go down that say, road. Right. That's my boy Darius Soriano, Laker Nation, what they do, how they interact with fans. Good for you guys. But Laker fans are their expectations are so high because remember this, this team was supposed to go 82 and 0 when they put them together. Yeah, well, you know, Le- Planet LeBron shows up. Yeah, exactly. That's what now, happens. Now, it's ugly basketball to watch. There's no rhyme or reason to it. The flow isn't there. And then you have Carmelo hitting shots and you're like, "Okay, cool." And then Russell Westbrook doesn't pass it to him. You have this, you have that. And it's because every single mistake is magnified right now because of the frustration levels from fans. And this isn't a fan base that say, okay, cool, we're all right. Okay, guys, golly gee. No, there's, it's, we're supposed to be the number one seed. We're supposed to, according to Laker fans, sure. in their head. But when you watch it and you see the frustration on players, on coaches, from a distance, you're like, hmm, are they going to be able to? I'm also the guy who at the beginning of the year was like, relax, everybody. It's fine. Like an animal house. It's okay. No problem. <laughs> now, Oh, no, no. There's problems. There's big problems, and I think that a, an expectation reevaluation is necessary. If for no other reason than so that the Lakers don't do the same thing they did the previous year, which was win a championship and then get rid of all the guys you wanted with mm-hmm. because you thought you could just do it again by turning it over. That, to me, I don't want to say was the original sin, but it was the first mistake in this particular era. You know, So when you think about AD – and you think about LeBron, who are still got more tread on their tires than they ever did. Oh. Everybody wanted to call him just Bubble AD. They still won that. Yep. And I found it from a just management standpoint, it was baffling to understand why you thought you were going to be able to turn over 10 players. But isn't that modern sports now? Not necessarily. Well, well, and not in the NBA necessarily either. But it's where becoming you have that trend rosters. where guys, oh, as soon as we get them, we win. How do we tweak this around? How do we do that now? It's... It's no longer how you and I grew up where you could name the entire 12-man sure. roster. You knew who – like what, Mike Schmeck, Laker fans still know him. Right. You know, they, uh, you know Mike Pemberthy, they still know the name. Now, because of the turnover, the flow of whatever it is, trading guys here, trading guys there, you don't have that continuity anymore. And I'm right there with you. The Lakers have that bubble team. You're thinking, okay, 
Let's keep them together. Why not? But they didn't. Right. But and they're always thing, tinkering a little bit too much. That's the thing. And the reason, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but the reason why I was so particularly peeved with tinkering with this, rather that particular championship team, is that the reason why they won that tournament, as in the playoffs, is because they were the best bonded and gelled team. Mm-hmm. They were the most together. It was a clear advantage to them when it came down to the championship rounds in the bubble. And why that specific group you would want to break up is beyond me. And they already had enough role players. And to think that you can just replace role players, the hardest part about role players is getting the ones that, you know, you can get, you mix and match well. See, I'm the guy that loves stars. I love mega teams. Me too. I am all about you giving, because I grew up in L.A. and I saw Magic and Kareem and Worthy. I'm like, heck yeah, we want to have the best guys in L.A. There's no need for having one guy and a bunch of nobodies around sure. you. Sure. I mean, those are that's what you do in the Midwest kind of teams, you know? <laughs> like, look, I'm going to be the L.A. snob here. But that's exactly what you expect all these years. And you look around, you're like, wait a minute. When people get so enamored with bench guys, I, I get annoyed by that. I'm like, yeah, okay, but, but then your Caruso's a different kind of guy. Is he different? You, you, no, but I'll say. Or for, is he for, just a really good bench player for, that you take that you need when you want to win a championship? It, and when they're, if the Lakers were winning right now, is anybody really clamoring for Caruso? But they're no, not. No, that's they what don't saying. have a, Every single guy they traded away is an impact player on it, a team in the Eastern Conference. Exactly. Now. Every single one. Every single one of them. And you're like, well, what do we really need to do here? And then the Lakers do a great job. Uh, I think it's Joey Buss with the G League, the South Bay Lakers, finding those kind of players that they can develop uh, a la Caruso where, sure. okay, well, this is a guy that in college come out of it, we knew about him, but he wasn't really somebody you're going to make it round. And then they develop and you get them and then they blow up. And it's like, Laker fans are like, well, he was ours. Well, I know. Where are he you was going? great. He was a fan favorite. He yeah. was an impact player. He shaved his head. And he was a championship type of guy. Let's go to the phones. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Lewis in Los Angeles. What's up? You're on 710. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, look, how's this guy, who this guy don't have a team, but he can talk about other teams? You've got to have a team to talk about somebody else's team. No, okay, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sports fan, Lewis, by the way. My name is Bethel Duran. No, nice no, no, you. You, got to, you got to pick a team. No, man. I don't. You're a Laker fan or you're not a – you're a Clipper fan or a Laker fan? No, uh, I will – neither. Or, Huh? Neither. I'm a sports you fan. No, I don't. I don't have to pick anybody. I can just watch everybody. That's how good I am. No, Lewis, Lewis, calm down. Lewis, <laughs> calm down. I know it's Monday and I know it's raining. Chill out. I have a question for you, sir. Who's your team? Lakers. Come on now. Hold on. Yes, I'm a Lakers fan and a Rams fan. So what do you think about both of these teams right now? You can start with the Rams since they played the most recently. Well, the Rams, uh, they, had a, they won yesterday, right? They did. Well, good. That's all we need them to do. Now, <laughs> Lakers, uh, I'll start watching them when the Super Bowl is over. How about that? Okay. Oh. Okay. I mean, if that's how you feel about it, so you think See, the Rams. I got a team. See, I can do that. Okay. If you don't have a no, team, you don't. You, you don't need to have a team, sir. No, you don't. I was. I did not have a team in the NFL forever. I just started dating the Rams. So you don't. And I would talk trash about every team. So you don't necessarily need a team. But you can't talk trash unless you got a team. No, because if you know the, the sport, call, you're good. I, can, I appreciate I talk, it. Not having a team, I can talk trash about all As of them. As a separate matter, for those of you young journalists out there, yes. let me tell you something. Having a team does not necessarily make you more credible in terms of talking about that no, team. So- Covering a team will make you more credible in terms of talking about that team because you are literally interacting with the humans that are involved in the process, Beto. Yeah, so my background, born and raised in L.A., 
loved the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. I loved the Dodgers with Valenzuela. Fernando was gone. I was gone too. Uh, Lakers in junior high were terrible. And then once you you start getting developing of what's going on, and then I took a journalism class. I learned about you know being neutral about telling the story, and I realized you know what I'd rather get paid to go to games than pay to watch a game. Smart the first man. time I realized that hey I can get paid to go to a high school football game. Cool, I was in. So I am neutral. I'm biased. I am a huge sports fan. I watch everything. I read everything. I know what's going on, but I don't have a rooting interest. I was a Clipper intern, and when you're an intern and you see how the sausage gets made, you stop <laughs> caring about a team. It's and a then when different. you realize that the owners are billionaires and you ain't doing anything, it's like I don't root for teams. What I do is I root for stories. I root for people. You root for guys love, you like and people you enjoy. I yeah. love watching the one percent of the freak athletes in the world compete. And that will never end. And I'll watch everything. Let's get a quick one more in here before we change. Matthew in Los Angeles, you're on ESPN 710. Hey, what up, fellas? I just want to say real quick, I'm still upset that we got rid of our, our role players, just like you mentioned. Danny Green, we, mm. we got rid of KCP, Kuzma. These these guys were critical key components to our team. And, and, and think about this. The, the even worse part is, we got rid of Rondo and Dwight, and then we bring them back. What's the point? These are like when we got rid of McGee. McGee's another one. These are my favorite players. You know, shout out to uh, to, to LeBron and AD, but all these other cast role players. These are my guys, and they made the team tick. And and to let go of them, and then to try to bring them back, it's ridiculous at this point. Appreciate the phone call, Matthew. Kuzma's an interesting example because mm-hmm. Kuzma's the example of the kind of thing that expectations and reality mm-hmm. can ruin you on. Kuzma's playing well for the Wizards. Kuzma was expected to be something here that he was never going to be, but he is now, because of a different expectation level, developed into a different type of a player who is useful somewhere. And I feel like if you can't find a way to make a Kuzma useful on your team, especially not after winning a ring with him, what are you doing? But Kuzma was also really good on really bad teams, right? Yeah, but he I mean he was on a team that won it all. Yeah, but he but his role was different from which the beginning. Which is fine. And it rolls and it goes. But what did he want to do? And also, how did Kuzma fit in with LeBron? And he had a lot of different factors. And LeBron and Kobe and Shaq, they come in and they want their guys. Well, here you go. Here are your guys. What are you going to do with it? It's unbelievable. They could have had DeMar DeRozan. They oh, I had, love They could have had Caruso. Oh, they would have been over the luxury tax, sure. But what are you doing? You trying to win or are you trying to stay under the tax? It's an excellent question. Coming up, we are going to talk with Pablo Torre. That's going to be fun. That's your guy, right? Yeah, Pablo's my guy. I'm going to give him some noise about this. Uh, Did you beat him? ATH stuff. Yeah, I beat everybody. <laughs> alignment? What? Oh. This segment, <laughs> the sports, this portion of the show, is presented by Alignment Health Plan. Changing healthcare one person at a time. It's Clinton Yates and Better Duran in for Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and Cap, ESPN 710 here on a Monday. Clinton Yates and Better Duran filling in here. I am the winningest member of the 2021 Around the Horn panel. I also happen to be the president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community. You can, you can see Beto on various TV and 
broadcast channels around the uh, around the Los Angeles area. You've been you've been you've been doing some work today, haven't you? Yeah, I you was had a actually nice uh, personal story, didn't you? Yeah, Quickly. I was doing uh, the classic at Damian High School basketball tournament at Damian High School in Laverne, doing a couple games for the NFHS Network alongside Tony Mosco, uh, and it was cool because the second game I got to do was St. John Bosco. Yeah, and that's where my son is a junior at. He's on the team. Okay, and he came in and towards the end of the game, and I kid you not. I said all the kids who came in as subs, I'm like, oh, TK Felix, uh, Christian Lizarraga, and I got to his name, and I got a little lump in my throat. It's the first time I've ever- Professional broadcaster. Couldn't even say his own name. It's the first time I've ever called one of their games, and I'm like, whoa, like, this is weird. And Tony Mosco, my partner, finally said, and Mateo Duran. I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So then he took a shot at the, uh, towards the end of the game, and I was like, oh, Duran for three. (laughs) Uh, Didn't fall, but I was like, I said, Mrs. So I texted him, I'm like, hey, bro, can, like I sent him the highlight. I'm like, hey, good shot, look good, coming out of your hand. I'm like, can you make the shot so I get the highlight, man? Can we have a moment here, Mateo? Nah, he's a good kid, man. So St. John Bosco, head coach Matt Dunn, the classic of Damien four-day tournament. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's uh, all of the big times out there. That is great to hear. We love a family affair around here in uh, at, the, at the station. But joining us right now, speaking of family affairs, you know him from ESPN Daily, the podcast. You know him from his... Well, let's just say participant ways on Around the Horn. Pablo Torre, how are you this evening? Oh, God. I like how you told Especially, you told this whole heartwarming story about you have trouble saying your own name because you're having this heartwarming, really emotional moment. I feel like you're hosting with a guy today who has had no problem cheating his own horn, something his own name. No, hold on. Pablo, quickly. You sound like you are in the recessed room of Hunt for Red October in a submarine under the sea with all sorts of people. <laughs> what are you doing so and what are you this, talking is, about? Is this, is, is this better? This I is way trying. better. Yeah, okay. Way better. Okay. okay. I'm here oh, with Ben Duran. I was trying to I was I was trying to burn you and my <laughs> my my mic was bad. What how embarrassing. Perfect perfect radio from a professional <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> we love to see it. So we're just quick comment. Let's let's get to the major stats here. Win percentage on the season, Pablo, twenty two point six. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, look, um, <laughs> my art cannot be quantified oh. uh, when we all know yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I, am, I am an artist, and I've been informed also uh, that I am not the worst panelist on Around the Horn this no. year. I am the worst of the best, is what I've been told. Mm. I am actually uh, 10th place. There are 11th through infinity places. So in that way, um, I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm feeling pretty good about my year. Seven win total for you, worst of the best. You're speaking with the best of the best. Clinton Yates and Better Duran here on Sedano and Cap <laughs> on ESPN 710. Did you bring him on just for this? 100%. What, yes, this is how we do yes, it. Yes, Beto Duran. Yes, exactly right. Forget about <gasps> your son having a massive moment in your family history. Forget about anything else that's happening. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm with Clinton right now. Said, yes, he had 20. I'm with Clinton. He I'm on 20. I am oh, on Team on. Petty. I am Team Petty. If yeah. you can, I, I'm all I mean, Clinton Yates. I had a monster year. I was, you know what I did, and this is so inside. But again, if I can relate it to anybody in LA, I'll talk about it on the radio. So occasionally, I'll text Mina and Dominique at the same time, and I said, "Who is the football player whose season this most approximates?" I think it was Ladanian Tomlinson breaking the scoring record with the, with the Chargers. That's what <laughs> I think. 
I'm messing around. Okay, the reason, the real reason you're here is Lies. because you, Pablo Torre, <laughs> massive NBA fan of various degrees of chicanery in terms of what you actually like about the league. You have a theory as to what the Lakers should do. Table that for the moment. What are your general thoughts as somebody who follows the NBA and loves the NBA on what's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers right now? I mean, look, I have one rule in my NBA, both reporting and and fandom life, which is never sell stock in LeBron James in the regular season. And I feel like we are currently testing that theory as much as it's been tested. Not because LeBron is is in any way subpar. He's been excellent, especially given his age and all of that. What's happening is that LeBron James, the shadow general manager, guys, he is undermining my theory of LeBron James, the player. I, I just can't watch the Lakers right now without wondering, what if LeBron didn't want Russell Westbrook? Mm. What if he wanted to keep Alex Caruso around? And what if, I don't know, what I was told by my sources in the league, what if the Lakers had, you know, contacted Alex Caruso's agent at any point last season to show interest in bringing him back, which is apparently... I've been told I think that did not happen, right? right? So there are just a number of little sliding doors decisions that I think LeBron, the GM, should have, I think, taken a different route on. And what he's finding is that the bed he has made is, is, is pretty awful right uh, now. We've got the yeah. TVs on right now, and LeBron is literally on You Got Mossed from Christmas Day. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, if you and, and Nick Claxton yeah, mossed yeah. him, yeah. which is which is a sentence that doesn't really make sense to me as somebody who again reveres LeBron James, a basketball player. But here we are in 2021. So, Pablo, so I, I mentioned my son's in the high school world, the AAU world, and kids know where I work, and they always ask me about certain players, who's this, who's that. And I walk into this tournament today. One of the questions: Hey, what happened to your goat? As the kids are talking to each other wow. about LeBron and Claxton, and I'm mm. overhearing this conversation, and you know this. They always say kids don't lie, but basketball players oh. really get after and teenagers. Brutally honest. And this goes back to what I was talking the other day about how kids come into the league now and they're not intimidated by anybody anymore. They go after these kind of guys. So as an L.A. guy, born and raised here, you know, sometimes we're a little too close to the story, Pablo. Nationally, on the East Coast <laughs> where you're at, what is the perception of the Lakers? Because the, here the sky is falling for you guys yeah, in New York. Wherever you may be, what is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in rainy New York City right now, and people are just laughing, man. See, I hate that. Look, I hate hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, but people are laughing. And, I mean, look, I, I think the idea of the Lakers having a nice comeuppance, you know, like – I don't think people are doing the thing where they're demand or they're they're theorizing, man, LeBron's going to demand a trade. They're not doing the thing where they're saying, man, that title in the bubble was a fraud title. That's not what I'm hearing. But I, I, what I see and notice is just exactly the dynamic you described, Beto, which is, you know, the worst people to run across in the street are a bunch of kids <laughs> who are all going to point and laugh at like how you're not cool anymore. And that's kind of what's happening in the NBA with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's a good way of putting it. You mentioned trades that won't be demanded. You texted me your crazy trade theory. Is this one of your, like, quasi-ridiculous trade theories that you, like, in an alternate universe want to see happen? Or do you actually think this is something that would help both teams? Lay it out for me, Pablo. I I think this is actually a genius idea. I encourage Rob Palenka and Daryl Morey to both 
Reach out to me personally um, if they want <laughs> further information. I have done the math on this. I've crunched the numbers, and by that I mean I put it into the NBA trade machine <laughs> on ESPN.com, and the trade is approved. So, look, we're both dealing with two teams in this hypothetical trade that have really gone through it over the last year. One, of course, is the Los Angeles Lakers. The other one is the team that I know all too well, far too well, um, to an unhealthy degree, the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. And so much of what's tricky about solving these two teams' issues is, like, equal value, right? Like, you guys, it's not just the Westbrook thing, right? It's the Anthony Davis thing. People are really concerned. Is Anthony Davis going to be a guy who you can count on for years and years? It seems like the stock of Anthony Davis is certainly declining in the conversation around the Lakers right now. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I have a perfect solution. Okay, let's hear it. I will trade. I'll play the part of Daryl Morey. I will trade you Ben Simmons, top 30 player in the NBA, and Tyrese Maxey, up-and-coming point guard, maybe the next Tony Parker, for just Anthony Davis. Who says no to that? Who says no to a deal with all clutch clients, by the way? Remember the agency? Oh, that's an interesting element here. It's very tricky to make everybody happy. Yeah. What if Ben and Tyrese for Anthony Davis were proposed? I think that deal makes sense in a real non-delusional way, although, again, I'm a very delusional person when it comes to Yeah, it sounds like it. (laughs) So, Beto, hold on. You're not a fan of this deal. Because what is Ben Simmons right now? It's a good question. But what, what is, is what is AD right now? At least AD is on the court. At least he's going to play. In a month, he will be. How much was he on the court the month before that? Well, at least he's there more than Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, you don't know what the heck you're going to get with him. But you know what you'll get, Beto? Here, let me, let me convert you here. Because what the Lakers need is the opposite of Russell Westbrook, right? Yeah. You need a guy yeah. who will distribute, who will move the ball, who will defend, who does who, who cares less about his own shot than any player in the history of basketball. These are all positives for you guys. This, this was, is the man. This is the man who can solve the issues that the Lakers are dealing with in the present sense. So how come you're the only one that knows this? Because he's the only one who's crazy enough to talk about I, the Sixers like this. <laughs> because my, as I said at the top, my art cannot be quantified. Right, because <laughs> he I had seven whole today. wins around the whole this year. <laughs> I still can't believe you have 24. That, just, that, mastered, that, that feels wrong. It feels like it's you a had photoshopped this image I'm looking at. I know. How did Tony Reale let this happen? I know. I, lo- I would love to discuss it farther, but we've got to go. I really appreciate you, Pablo. If you had seven shrimp on a plate, it would only be a shrimp cocktail. See you later. Wow. 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 That, wait, that's the your friend? Food tower of a radio host. That's your friend right there? <laughs> yes. That's why I can make jokes like that. Wow. Thank you, Pablo. No, I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. Okay. I really don't. All right. I'll talk to you soon. It's raining here, too, so you can take solace <laughs> in that later, bro. <laughs> That's Pablo Torre. His theory is crazy, but it does make sense. Getting rid of Westbrook for Westbrook for somebody probably is what needs to happen. Sedano and Cap, Clinton Yates, Beto Duran. Coming up, we're going to talk about – I don't even know what we're going to talk about. But first, Sedano and Cap, ESPN 710, Clinton Yates, Beto Duran, filling in here on a Monday. I'm spilling coffee all over the studio. It's actually really? hot chocolate. That's the difference. Is that story. what that is? It's hot chocolate. 
It's oh, the holidays. Man. I like a nice hot chocolate. No, I'm it's a, cool. I'm, I'm just not a big caffeine spilled. guy. I know. It's all over the shot sheet. It's a big mess, but that doesn't matter. We're talking about the Lakers. Want to get your thoughts on that. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. LeBron Raymond James was just on my television on a football show in which there is a segment called You Got Mossed, which is people getting jumped over. The first one was a guy in a Frisbee. The second one was actual football. The third was LeBron James getting dunked on on his own home court. On Christmas Day, which is unfortunate, we all know what greatness he's brought to the game. As far as I'm concerned, he's the best basketball player of all time. However, to quote another ESPN personality, things don't look good right now. And LeBron has been put in front of a lot of microphones and cameras to answer for this. The answers have been getting, let's just say, progressively more, uh, I don't know, bland. In terms mm-hmm. of what he's talking about, the excuses are piling up. And I'm not blaming LeBron for this. What's he supposed to say? He's not going to come out and be like, yeah, we're terrible. That's not leadership. That's not who he is. That's not how anything works. But I do want to play this clip right now of what he said about having patience on this season. Uh, well, I'm not a very patient person, obviously. Uh, but, you know, under the circumstances, obviously, without our head coach, <clears throat> excuse me, without our head coach. And, um, you know, tonight we finally got a couple of our key guys back. Um, but we're still missing a few. Um, you just try to stay, you know, even kill. And um, obviously this, this um, you know, losing streak is not something that none of us want. Um, but uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. No one's going to feel sorry for our record or nobody's going to feel sorry for guys. Because everybody, you know, besides, I think, like Golden State and Phoenix, everybody has guys out, you know. So, um, you know, you just got to, you know, when you get your opportunity, you get your number called, just make the most of it. Um, and go out and play, play our system. And it's even challenging for some of the guy, new guys because, you know, they haven't been in the system long enough to know exactly what we want to execute. But, you know, tonight they just, you know, they just play hard. DC came in, played extremely hard. Obviously, um, you know, Stanley came in and then also Malik, even though he's been a part of our system, been out for, you know, two weeks. So it was just good to have that, that um, you know, that energy um, that we was able to, to, to give our fans and our fans just give it back to us. That's a full one-minute reply from LeBron. He had a lot of yeah. things to say, but though he went a lot of different places. But the note about the injuries, first of all, is incorrect. And second of all, do you find that to be valid in terms of what the Lake Show is looking at from an accountability standpoint? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody's dealing with it. He even said it, right? Yeah. Everybody's dealing with stuff, and you got to figure things out, and this isn't what you want. Okay, great. It's very interesting, having been in locker rooms for a lot of years and interviewing players, you ever notice that when the answers get longer, they're really just grasping for what to say, <laughs> and when they're shorter, it's okay. We're upset, like you know. You know what they, you know they you. mean what they say. But when a player, especially after a game, is very calm, is very collected, and very insightful, that means he's been sitting around for a while, thinking about thinking it. about what to say. Because I'm pretty sure that question was just. Hey, LeBron, how do you feel? Right. Like a, a dumb, basic reporter question because we, when you deal with professional athletes, you don't have to have a long-winded question. Well, actually, some people have way too many long-winded questions. That's another story. Beto, we can leave your internal yeah. media beats to the side. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll call you out. Where are you at, Momo? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, not Ramona. Not Ramona. No, but when a player is giving you those kind of answers, yeah. especially when you're expected to be a top team in the NBA, especially when you're looking up and right now you would be in the playoff for the tournament to get into the playoffs, you're what? Like I think Lakers are seventh seed They're right now. Seventh right now. They are they, 500 at home. They're below 500 on the road. Yeah. Well, like, they, once again, unfathomable 
for what you would consider a Laker team to be right now. For that talent level in terms of the all-timers, yes. So it's understandable why that frustration is there. But when you have that calmness from LeBron, that's what makes me concerned. Because what happens if this continues to linger? Where is that fight of, okay, we need to do something? Where is that I am upset about what's going on? Because it's one thing to be calm but brewing, right? Where you have that something inside of you and you're mad. This is kind of like that, <sighs> throw the hands up in the air. Hey, I'm doing my job. What do we got? What do we got from what, these guys? What, so what there's something from LeBron here that I want to ask you about because you've been talking about being a dad. And I think that there's a level of what I like to call parental LeBron here. Where let's just say you're at the uh, the cookout at the on the cul-de-sac. And you know your kids have been acting up causing problems in the neighborhood, nothing that's risen to the level of anybody had to call the police on your children, but you've annoyed enough neighbors mm. to the point that when you get to the cookout, somebody's going to be like, hey, bruh, what do y'all got going on in your basement? Why are your kids running ragged on the neighborhood? And I think that there's an element of LeBron who's looking at this and he says, listen, I know this ain't working, okay? You know it ain't working. I can't sit up here and dog my teammates in front of everybody else exactly. because that is not what I'm here to do. I think that this from LeBron is him sort of, I don't want to say holding it in, but I do think there's an element of what we talk about in the house ain't what we talk about outside oh, 100%. of the house. And 100%. there are times when LeBron has said things about mm -hmm. teammates, but I think that this is, a, this is a function of the age thing as well. That's not who he is anymore. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not here to do that. And so the fight you're looking for, I'm not saying it's not there from a basketball standpoint, but I don't know if it's going to come in any pressers, Beto. I don't know if no, you're going to no, see no, that no, at no. all. But it's also you're looking around and you look at those Lakers. So I work South Bay Lakers G League games, right? Yeah. On the back out to Rashawn Haylock. I do some games there. And I shouldn't be seeing guys in the G League playing for the Lakers. Isaiah Thomas, you know, Stanley Johnson. That's crazy. In, you, know, you know, you're looking around, you're like, damn, I get it. Everybody's going and picking up guys. And great for those guys in the G League getting their opportunity to come get some run, get some NBA money. Good for them, get the opportunity. But I think it's also with LeBron, like, look what I got right now. This is, what am I going to do? I'm going to light up Stanley Johnson right now? No, I can't do that. That's not I'm going to light up IT? No, because that's not who's going to be here in a couple weeks. Like, you know, our boy King Josiah jo yeah. Johnson. He put up the meme every now and then of when the Laker trade deadline. It's like LeBron looking like. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait for Josiah to see what he has on his phone, ready to tweet, <laughs> ready to rock. When there's when there's a trade, I when there's injury, him. what's going on? Because you know he's got something in that clip for something of what's going on. But that thing about at the cookout, right? Yeah. You know your kids running around. It reminds me like every Mexican kid is going to know right now when you go to the store. Right, Vasa Latienda, and your mom is there, the Mexican mom. She's not going to hit you in front of people at the store, <laughs> but the Mexican mom, because my mom's barely 5'2", and I'm still scared of her, and she's 80, but she puts up the hand, right? Just that, like that. She gives you that look, the side eye, and then you puts the hand. It's like, me la vas a pagar. I'm gonna, you're going to owe me one. And they give you that hand look. I need LeBron to put up his hand to his teammates like, hey, man, look, right now we're bad, but when we get back, me la vas a pagar. They're not doing that right now. Right. right now it's more LeBron, like the modern age mom, like my sister's, oh, John, can you calm down? Like that's how my sister talks. We need more of how my mom is in scary people. LeBron's not scaring anybody right now. That's true. Timeout corner. That's what you think, Lil? I think that was therapy yeah. for myself right there. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, you look, that looked very. Uh, I didn't even know you. How do I say this? Just refreshing to, <laughs> to, reveal, to reveal such things. Therapy think, session 101. I think you're right. There's an urgency level that between 
LeBron James and his stature as LeBron James mm-hmm. and the Lakers' pride as a franchise is just going to be hard to admit if you do finally press the panic button, so to speak. I think that this is a term I use a lot on Around the Horn. Where so, you, uh, who's a, the champion? A television program you might have seen me on. I believe, oh, that would be me. Yeah. Thank you for reminding it's me. My guy. I say this all the time, though, and I mean this. Sometimes when you see a fire hydrant and it says break glass in case of emergency, we're at the break glass point. Yeah. You don't have to pull the fire hydrant out yet, but that glass better be broken yeah. so that when the fire hits, you are available without having to take an extra And step. I was the ultimate, hey, guys, relax. We're good. We're good. Now, break. Beyond that. Break. Beyond that. Get it. Anyway, the Lakers, they got a lot to figure out. Fun fact, I'm going to see the Clippers tonight across the street. Oh. Coming up, what you need to know. This is going to be a good one because Lindsey wrote it. He's better to Rand. I'm Clinton Yates. We're in for Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710.